Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, April 7th. U.S. equity futures are attempting to rally. So you have NASDAQ futures up 55 points. That's 40 basis points. NASDAQ futures are outperforming after two days of heavy selling in tech. S&P futures are up five points. It's about 11 basis points. And Dow futures are down 21 points at six basis points. So very tentative gains uh, in U.S. equity futures led by tech. In Europe, the major indices are doing a bit better than the U.S. They're up about 50 to 60 basis points. You're seeing underperformance in commodity-linked stocks in Europe. So that includes basic resources, which is the major mining names, along with energy. Um, the other areas, most of the other subgroups are outperforming. You are seeing a bid in some of the safer haven groups. So real estate, healthcare, utilities, and consumer staples. Asia ended in the red across the board. Um following the uh, close in the U.S. yesterday. So, you know, another very quiet evening and morning of news. Um, the biggest event this week was the Fed minutes on Wednesday. The Brainerd speech Tuesday morning um, took a lot of the surprise out of those minutes. So there really hasn't kind of been a lot of incremental news since Tuesday morning. Um, you know, I think the market now has a lot more clarity on Fed policy. So $95 billion per month is going to be the runoff pace. And it looks extremely likely you're going to get 50 basis points of uh, of Fed hike on May 4th. So I think, you know, you have Fed clarity now. So that moves to the back burner as we go into the Q1 earnings season, which kicks off officially next Wednesday morning um, with JP Morgan, Delta and BlackRock. And then, you know, continues over for the balance of April and then into early May. Um, you've had a couple of company-specific data points just kind of giving some insight into the state of, of corporate earnings. So Levi Strauss last night, um, you know, solid report, certainly is seeing certain headwinds in Europe from the Russia fallout and then FX also. Um, but in general, I think the tone on the call was a lot more bullish than uh, the present narrative would suggest. You had Samsung had their preliminary results out overnight. Um, upside in in the quarter. Xenia, the European luxury company, had report had results out that were solid. So, some encouraging data points on the company specific front. Um, but net, you know the sample size is way too small, I think, to draw any firm conclusions. Um, also, the big issue right now for the market isn't so much EPS estimates as it is multiples. Um, even if you have a very solid earnings season where you have the forward forecast stay unchanged or even move up a bit. That can be more than offset by uh, contraction in PE driven by the recent sell-off in Treasury. So this is very much a multiple, um, I think, debate versus an earnings debate. Um, the dollar, you know, one of the big byproducts of the Fed is the dollar. A lot of focus is on rates justifiably, but the dollar is being pushed higher as the perceived policy differential between the Fed and its major international peers widens. That dollar is probably the biggest headwind right now for earnings, and it's probably going to be a big topic on upcoming earnings season. Levi's said they're seeing, um, you know, incremental earnings pressure because of the dollar strength. If you kind of dissect earnings reports and you look at the drivers of beats or misses, any type of upside or downside driven by tax or FX is usually discounted by the market. Um, nevertheless, you are going to see, I think, an incremental headwind from. Um, from FX. So that's companies will be incumbent upon companies to offset that um, operationally or, or some other way. But I think FX is probably um, an underappreciated risk to earnings right now as we head into the Q1 season. Um, so just quickly, incremental macro news, like I said, very slow overnight, not much new. Um, treasuries have a modest bid uh, this morning after two days of heavy selling. And it's also notable that the Brainerd speech 
Tuesday morning started had kicked off a steepening bias in the curve. So remember last week there was a lot of anxiety as the 210 curve inverted, um, you know, a lot of recession talk, et cetera. That's steepened out now, um, you know, which which is a, a modest positive, just given where you were last week and, and some of the commentary that you saw uh, in, on back of the inversion. Um, no major economic data today. You have, um, you know, you have a, you had some rhetoric yesterday morning out of China suggesting that they're preparing to pull some policy easing steps. So there is an expectation in the next week that you will see um, either a uh, reserve rate cut or an outright interest rate cut, et cetera. Um, you know, have to see how that unfolds going forward. Um, oil is flattish today. You had the, uh, you know, yesterday report suggested the IEA was going to release 60 million barrels from their reserves. That's in addition to the U.S. reserve release. They confirmed that news this morning. Um, you know, these temporary reserve releases really aren't shifting the underlying psychology in oil markets. Um, so oil is about flat this morning. You know, you have on the one hand concerns about demand destruction, given what's occurring in the macro landscape, um, while tensions ratchet higher in Ukraine, Russia. Um, that provides some tailwinds to the price of oil. So oil's flat today. Um, I, I, like I said, I don't think the market is really all that focused on the reserve releases. Um, on the Russia-Ukraine front, so you you are seeing the EU and US roll out incremental sanctions, restrictions, etc. Um, you're still not seeing Europe cut off oil and gas, and you're still seeing some banks left in the SWIFT system. Um, all that being said, the Treasury is making life a lot harder. The U.S. Treasury is making it much harder for Russia to service U.S. dollar debt. So, you know, you're going to see a lot of headlines about, you know, Russia, quote unquote, defaults. This is not necessarily um, a default because of an inability to generate the income to pay the bonds. It's a default driven by more technical factors whereby Russia is prohibited from, um, you know, remitting dollars or euros to to service its debt. So, you know, that, that certainly creates some risk, but I think markets care much more when you see kind of countries um, become financially incapable of servicing debt versus technically incapable of doing so. So I, I think it's not necessarily as dramatic a risk as some of the headlines would suggest with regards to um, a default, even though a default is a default. Um, and that is pretty much it. Like I said, not a whole lot incremental on the macro front. There were a lot of company-specific headlines. Um, like I said, Levi's, Samsung, Xenia, and a bunch of others. Um, Buffett, uh, Berkshire declared a um, an 11.5% stake in HP, um, which is kind of its latest example of um, that company starting to deploy some of its cash hoard. Um, you know, Occidental, uh, Allegheny, and then HP now in the last couple of weeks. That is everything for today. The calendar for this morning is sparse. You do have the ECB minutes at 7.30. Um, keep in mind, there's an ECB meeting next week. So I think the minutes today are kind of less important than the Fed, where we still have another month to go before the next Fed meeting. And then you have on the earnings front, um, a couple of names before the open, including Constellation Brands. But otherwise, today should be quiet in terms of scheduled catalysts. And that is everything for Thursday, April 7th. Thank you for listening.